Fishing Traveler. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Born to be Wild, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we like to have fun discussing the wild format of Hearthstone and showcasing members of the wild community. I'm your host, Nate Wolf, uh, and uh, running the show for the first time uh, without Craig. So this is a, a little bit of a new new experience for me and a little bit sad, but um, I'm happy to have some good friends here. Uh, before we kick off the show, I did want to say... Um, over the past week, we have seen many examples of sexual harassment and sexual assault uh, coming to light and uh, a lot of brave people sharing their stories. Um, I do think it's a very important issue. And as Sunglitter said, you can't be silent without being part of the problem. And so uh, with that being said, uh, we are going to discuss it a little bit on this week's show um, in a little bit. Uh, before we get there, I wanted to introduce my good friend, Blue Train, uh, guest hosting the show today. So welcome. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing well. And, and thank you so much for inviting me to uh, be a guest host tonight. I, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, it's good to see you again. And, and uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. So um, just for those of those those folks who are listening or watching who may not be familiar with you, could you just g maybe give a little brief overview of who you are and 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 that sort of thing? Yeah. Uh, so my name's Blue Train. Uh, not my real name, of course. <laughs> uh, I am also Canadian, although I am no replacement for Craig of Canada. Uh, we're actually almost neighbors. Uh, I live a couple hours north of you in the Pacific Northwest, uh, where I've resided for the last 10 years, and I play Wild Hearthstone. Interestingly enough, my love affair with Wild Hearthstone largely stems from this podcast and, and your previous one as well. Uh, I've always dabbled in the format, but uh, it was kind of my gateway into the community, which I've, I've become quite enamored with. And... Uh, yeah, um, that's it. Uh, in terms of accomplishments, uh, not many to speak of. I would qualify myself as a middling player at best. Ladder changes have been kind to me. I've been regularly hitting Legend within the first few days of ladder resets since April. Uh, and uh, playing a variety of decks, meta, off meta, um, you know, whatever catches my eye and holds my interest. I tend to be a little bit of a butterfly in terms of uh, decks. I don't like to stick to one thing. I like to experiment uh, with different ideas and, 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 and archetypes. And actually, that's how uh, I met today's guest, uh, just through that journey of trying to find what's new and what to play. That is a beautiful segue. <laughs> So, our special guest for today's show, 3E Anura, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. It's, uh, yeah, very happy to be here. Really excited about it. Yeah, happy to have you on. So, um, yeah, I don't know, Blue, can you maybe give us a little intro, or how, how did you meet uh, 3E? So, I met 3E because Neon, who is famous for retweeting, um, you know, interesting and 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 high legend finished place decks uh, retweeted uh, a deck that 3e successfully piloted um, and that is odd shaman we'll get more to that later 
Um, for those who know me, they'll know that I am a huge fan of the Shaman class. I like Shaman archetypes that are a little bit off-meta. Quest Shaman, uh, Aggro Shaman, uh, not so much big. Um, I do dabble in even when, it, when it's uh, well-positioned in the meta. And I just love the deck so much that uh, I felt compelled to uh, reach out to 3E. And uh, I guess the rest, as we say, is history. Yeah, I was certainly really glad you did. It was, uh, I don't know, I was just had a lot of fun experimenting with it and just, uh, yeah, get some uh, real interest in that was was really nice. And just when you kind of picked my brain one night and we did a little co-op, that was really great. That's super cool. It It's always, um, it, it feels like such a status symbol to get retweeted by Neon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely was uh, doing a couple whoop whoops there when that happened. <laughs> um, so, do you mind if you uh, just for those of for those of us uh, watching or listening who aren't as familiar with you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you started playing the game, why you like Wild, and that that sort of thing? Certainly, certainly. So, I guess I've been playing Hearthstone since twenty. 14 or so um which wow did you my, could you yeah. mean jump in like right away um not quite so it, it was my uh senior year of high school my uh good friend um introduced me to the game and this was right after he had introduced me to magic the gathering um and I was I was a bit more interested in magic at the time so hearthstone was kind of like a back burner thing for me for a while um, but about a year later, I really started getting a lot more into it. And, uh, the first deck that like, I really, and you know, this was before they had like formats. I think the only, I think right when I started was when Nox Ramos was coming out. So I remember people saying Nax out. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, people and people will continue to say Nax out for a long, long time. <laughs> every time an expansion comes out. Um, but I, yeah, so I, I had the first deck that I crafted and like, yeah, really built was a mid range shaman. And I don't know, something about like just the kind of like board focused play and a little bit of like randomness mixed in with the totems just really resonated with me. Um, and I don't know, I've kind of stuck with shaman and uh, mid rangey strategies ever since. I, I certainly like. I would say I probably lean towards more aggressive strategies, which this odd shaman deck certainly is. Um, but yeah, I, I guess as far as why I started playing wild um, with playing magic, like I, I kind of got an introduction into formats that way. Um, like there's, I, I don't know, they have like a standard and modern, which is kind of like an eternal format and legacy, which I guess would be like their version of wild. Um, and I, I was kind of more interested in the like eternal, everlasting formats and magic already. So when Hearthstone announced the formats, the wild introduction, I was kind of like planning on being a wild main when a lot of people were like, oh, I'm just going to dust all the standard cards. That made me cry. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my one of my one of my good friends dusted a lot of his standard or all of his cards that like weren't standard, and I was like, oh, I, I just I can't I can't condone that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess 
that that's about it. Um, I, yeah, I, again, I, I'm mostly shaman player, but rogue, rogue would be my like second favorite class. Um, I, I kind of again like sort of tempo strategies. So yeah, super cool. Yeah, one of the questions that I typically like to ask the guests that we have on, just out of curiosity, how did you come up with your name? Like, what does three E mean? What does three E Anura? <laughs> Um, so I guess three E and Nura might, um, I, the first part three E, I got it from my name, Joe. Uh, when I signed my name, it, it looks like three E the way that I do my signature. Um, so that's where that part came from. And then Anura, um, is the order of frogs, the Latin name for the order of frogs. I just like frogs a lot. So. I guess you could quite literally translate it to Joe Frog. I love it. I love it. Oh my god, that was that was like my follow up. Okay, because I I was watching your um was <laughs> I was looking at your Twitter. I was watching your YouTube videos, and there's frogs everywhere, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, but I was going to ask you, what, just what what is it? What is it about the frogs? I guess I would just have to say um, I've, I've had a sort of fascination for like reptiles and amphibians since I was a really little little kid. Um, I still have a pet snake and um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I've had like lots of fond memories of like going out and searching for frogs like when I was younger and I still do that now when it's like a rainy night in the summer. Oh, that's awesome. We should have put Cragwa as the background. Missed opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Morgul's like close enough to a frog, right? He's he's amphibious. The the Murlocs, I would say, are, are pretty close in relation. Do you have good memories of camping and catching frogs? And we were in Hawaii one time for a trip and got this found this frog that was I don't gosh, there was like I don't know if I mean, it was huge, just like the size of my face. Like it was this big fatty that someone had squashed, and and it was so huge, um, like like a big old frog pancake. It was so great. <laughs> They're just so mellow. You could pick them up, and they pee in your hand, and then you let them go. I mean, but anyways, it does not uh, sound appealing to me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Over there, like how, how are those memories fond? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so i take yeah. it you like the set rastakhan's rumble then i was a fan of that I, I i mean spirit of the frog is an excellent card um I, th I think it was a really cool way to give shaman some card draw i am sad that that couldn't be a card that i put into odd shaman um since it needs you know alternating mana costs or yeah one at each spot on the curve I mean, I think that's part of the beauty of Wild is that over the years, the card pool just gets bigger and bigger. And so um, cards that have, you know, never see play traditionally, you know, m maybe we'll see play a year from now or whatever it is. Um, I'm still waiting for Free Shaman to be a thing. <laughs> We're still not there, but we get a little bit closer. Uh, Every now and then they give it some love, but it's, it hasn't ever been enough yet. I do feel like a little bit that Shaman has had somewhat of an identity crisis. I mean, even Shaman has been a thing since, you know, um, Witchwood. But aside from that, like, I don't know, it, Shaman tends to get very strong to where it gets polarized, at least in standard, and then they nerf it to Oblivion. And, <laughs> um, you know, and here we are. So, 
uh, it, it, it tends to be either too strong or, or in a bad spot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember, um, like it was yesterday when uh, standard mid range shaman was like the thing before all the nerfs happened. And well, I think that's how I got golden shaman back in the day. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you have any, any thoughts on, on the state of, of shaman as a, as a shaman main? Um, I would, I would say that I guess if I tried to describe shamans like identity, um, probably the best way I would put it is, um, playing into high roles. <laughs> um, like, I don't know, I guess it kind of like started with the totems that, you know, it's like a random chance thing. And then they sort of built off of it with like lightning storm, random effects, crackle, now like all the evolve stuff that they've put mm-hmm. in um that kind of is like one aspect to it and then i guess the other aspect has always sort of felt to me like it really likes to play in bursts if you will like you sort of swarm the board all of a sudden and like push like or, or just try and make a really threatening board out of nowhere um, make some huge push all of a sudden, like either through a lot of burn spells, through bloodlust, through I mean Galakrond, um, and stuff like that. Which I I don't know if that makes sense. Seems about right, but um, it does. I, so self professed shaman main also the class suffers from three problems. One, it's hero power by far the worst hero power in the game because of its randomness. Which is why the odd deck is so intriguing because it eliminates that as a disadvantage. Second problem is it has probably now since the priest rework the weakest core set of cards in in classic and and basic, which means that you see these swings like you you do when when mid range or Galakron becomes a thing. And finally, overload as a mechanic is just it it kind of is like warlock where you're you're basically sacrificing or taking on a disadvantage to get a really big disadvantage but instead of using life as a resource it uses your mana crystals you're kind of mortgaging your next turn and so in order to take on overload the advantage has to be backbreaking for you to actually embrace it and get value out of it the best example of this is uh the card ancestral knowledge uh two mana draw two overload two you know, two cards for two mana is, well, it's pretty good. People run Arcane Intellect, which is three mana for two cards, in a class that really needs card draw, yet it doesn't see play because the, the overload is so backbreaking that, that it, it just negates the advantage. So when you compound all those things and the randomness that 3E talked about, it really puts the class in a in a in a bad spot. And I think this is why I suspect that we're going to likely see a priest-like rework for Shaman this year uh, between now and, and the third expansion. My bold prediction, uh, but I, I think that that's something that, that, that needs to happen, lest we keep seeing Shaman be either a joke or out of control. That's pretty well said, I would say. I do. I'm a big fan of uh, the uh, four mana 7-7. Seven, seven. <laughs> 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 so that that is well i mean think about that right now it seems tame by comparison and the the, the dragon which is a five seven 
with the spell damage. I mean, that's the power level that you have to 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 push to run overload or totem golem. You know, you need things that are are so broken to consider an overload. You know, and 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 it's it's just it's a really cool idea, and I really like the idea of get the power now, pay the price later. But because most Hearthstone games are over by turns seven or eight, particularly, you know, Shaman tends to veer on the more aggressive side, at least its viable decks do, uh, you just can't take that on. And Control Shaman, I think they have a really cool win condition with Shutterwalk, but they lack the tools to get to that win condition because their card draw is so conditional, um, as are their board clears, etc., that it, it, it's really hard to, you know, make Shutterwalk Reno Shaman as good as, say, Reno Priest or Reno Mage, which just has a little bit more of an edge of kind of staying in there and controlling the game. But I have hopes that we'll get there. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Well, and I, I think also Shaman, um, you know, I think this was a couple years back, Blizzard was talking about um, class identities and trying to rework them a little bit. And I, I think, you know, I mean, I've been playing since, I don't know, right. I've been basically since Naxxramas as well. But um, I think one of my favorite sets was uh, the Knights of the Frozen Throne when all the Death Knights came out. They all had these unique things. And Shamans, of course, was Evolve. And Hearthstone as a game is um, very, I don't know how to say, but it's it, it, there's so much RNG involved. Uh, to some extent, we see these casino mages and that sort of thing. And Evolve Shaman is sort of like that. Um, I've been playing in the wild um, Team Hearth Legends kind of series. We just wrapped up. And, uh, but anyways, I was playing Matt at Arms uh, one time, and he brought this Evolve Shaman. I'll have to share the list with you guys later. But it was uh, it was crazy. And they're so... Um, it, it, it's... I don't know how competitive it is per se, but you can get some crazy swing turns out of nowhere. And even if you fill your board with a bunch of crap, you can bloodlust it. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, or it's fun to play like the little bunnies and then evolve them and see what kind of nonsense you get. Uh, it's just a, a lot of fun. So anyways, um, yeah. So how's how's your guys' week been in Hearthstone? I know I think all three of us hit Legend fairly early, um, and so I've I've been a little a little non motivated to play, um, a little bit scared of tanking my MMR. <laughs> I mean, typically I would hit, um, you know, I hit hit Legend for the first time a couple of years ago, but um, for the most part was just hitting rank five each month, just because the reward for hitting legend was so similar to the rank five cap that it just didn't seem worth it to me. Um, but after the, after the changes, it's like, Oh yeah, let's do it. Um, anyways, but now, now you get, you know, you hit legend, you're guaranteed 10 star, 10 star bonus. Uh, but if you've got this awesome win rate, you get the 11 and, uh, I, I'm now all paranoid that I'm going to tank my, my MMR here. So we had a, uh, we wanted to dedicate a section of our conversation to talk about the ladder and maybe we can front load it since it's so opportune. So I, I think that for me, my, my week has been really characterized by my personal struggles with the new ladder system. Now, to be clear, I like the new ladder system. I've personally benefited from it 
insofar as that I've had legend finishes, which with the old system I never did. But first month hit legend, got 10 stars. Second month hit legend again, got 11 stars. Now, why did I hit 11 stars the second month and not the first? No one really knows how the system works. <laughs> and the graphic on the screen sums up my experience so perfectly. I don't care if I finish rank one or rank 3000. I want those 11 stars. Right. <laughs> and I don't know what the criteria is to get them. So I think I finished in April somewhere in the 300s and in may somewhere in the 200s i got 11 stars and so everyone says well the cutoff's 200 or 250 but um, shio Vanessa finished i think like 400 almost 500 last month and still hit 11 stars mentalistic on some random server didn't even make legend got 11 stars so <laughs> yes it's mmr based i get that but what you know i'd like a little bit of transparency into what that means so i can understand what i need to do to get that 11 star bonus like it's not clear and the lack of transparency and the lack of understanding and consistency is frankly driving me crazy uh so that's been been my week just dealing with that <laughs> that that uncertainty of of where i'm going to end up and not knowing what i need to do to actually hit that goal yeah yeah, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what to contribute to that because you basically said how I feel as well. I mean, I don't know. I hit I've hit legend the last three months in a row during the first week of the month and still managed to hit ten stars every time. And what also doesn't make sense is, um, and it's driving me a little bit batty is that I'll I'll hit week one, come in around three hundred, um. And then kind of meme out, I'll play some standard, I'll play some other video game, and my rank will kind of decay a little bit. And and then I'll see these posts on Twitter where someone hit legend after me coming in way below me. Like someone will hit, um, you know, rank 200 legend two weeks after me, like as they're, you know, from rank diamond one into legend and come in super low. And it's like, how, how in the world does that happen? I just don't understand. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's a I, lot I of agree. mystery there and I just don't, um, not, not quite sure saying, what to make of it. And saying it's MMR isn't good enough. I mean, yes, it's MMR, but, but what is the calculus that goes into it? Uh, you know, a great well, example and, is we have a few, you know, notable players this past week that have made free to play accounts put together a demon hunter deck and <laughs> took it right to legend. Um, so Zeddy and of course, of course my good friend, uh, ghosty dog both did this. I don't remember what Zeddy came in at, but it was pretty good. It wasn't an outrageous score. I mean, it was pretty high considering he went straight to legend. Well, so hit do you, rank one. Do you see like, Zeddy? Just, Zeddy went 49 and zero. That's like unheard of. I think he broke dog's record. Like, that's insane. Uh, I, I mean, now I get it. I get it. And I think he, he had posted that and Craig, uh, gotta love him, responded to that, that like, you know, oh, dog, dog went, dog went 50 and 0. Uh, so I guess he didn't break dog's record, but, um, I, I gotta love Craig, you know, Zeddy, Zeddy posts, 
Um, basically, hey, I went 49 and 49 and zero um, on a free to play account with Odd Demon Hunter. And Craig responds, well, yeah, but you went from bronze to platinum, you know, like anybody could do that. It's just such a, I mean, it's such a mean response, but, but at the same time, um, you know, at, at the same time, I, I, I get it, but this is interesting. Like, so, oh, and Ghosty Dog is in the chat. I love it. Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome aboard. Hey, Ghosty. Uh, so, so we're know, talking think- about you. Um, but to see so- this, uh, hit, hit, hit legend on the 25th of the month and come in at rank one. Yeah. It's just, I, my mind totally exploded. So my reaction to this is not like, Oh, he hit rank one legend on the 25th. No, it's incredible. I just can't like, what, what does it, why is that the case? I think is the question. And and I think it's really important to note that, you know, someone in the chat said, uh, ghosty is like the, the silent greatest of all time. And this is someone that hits six legends a month on, 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 on a given month, you know, Asia, EU, NA legend and wild. I mean, uh, obviously a very skilled and, and, and fantastic player. So I would expect him to take a high rank from a free to play account, but like, why you know zeddy is also very talented like why why is it rank one for ghosty and and you know closer to 100 for zeddy i don't remember the exact rank now granted one was on na and one was on asia so you know you'll always get the snyder marks that like oh well you know they're terrible on asia or they're terrible elsewhere but you know i think jack jack harris quite insightfully said that generally the skill level across all servers are relatively the same. Is it, is it number of players? Like, what is it? So my ask, if you're watching Blizzard, and of course you are, because this is the biggest wild Hearthstone <laughs> podcast, just tell us how the system works. You know, you've been really making an effort to be more transparent. I think we all applaud that. How does the MMR system work? I'm not complaining about it. I just want more information because the previous picture kind of sums it up. Not knowing means that it gives me anxiety. And when I have anxiety, I, I play other games. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because like it, there's a little parallel where in Battlegrounds, you know, it's like the the MMR is just right there. At least that's kind of my understanding. Um, and so, you know, I don't think it would be all that. Uh, I mean, it, it would be weird if they just straight up had the mmr like there for you to see um but i don't know i mean that might not be totally out of the question and if that's something we see in the future i think that'd be kind of cool in my frustration it's not even so much frustration but you know right now i think i'm i'm hitting i'm about 900 i i entered legend at like 80 something and really you know as it stands right now based on the best information that that we have it's about 70 percent win rate to effectively climb or maintain a high rank and it's not like that in standard by the way it is like that in wild so you know you have to have like a 70 to 80 percent win rate to to climb out of the dumpster right or low legend ranks and that seems pretty pretty tough um you know, again, I'm going to quote Jack here. He, he explained this on a stream that, well, it's because the quality of players in Wild tend to be worse. So the resistance to the high MMR players or the discrepancy is, is greater. That that's, makes sense. That's and mean, in fairness, Jack. 
<laughs> well, in deference to Jack, I, I don't think I should get hot takes from, from a streamer that I respect when the, the, the company itself can basically say, look, this is how the system works and, and, and then explain it. So I think that for me, what I what I like about the latter system is I like the easy climb to legend. I just like a little bit more insight into how it works uh, because I think that that will, I don't want to say silence the criticism, but I think it will just remove some of the mystery which doesn't really add much value to the experience. Yeah, I, I certainly have. I don't know. I, I found it like kind of um, just a, a little confusing as far as just how the rank goes up and down. But I guess for me, like you, you were saying how it's like a lot of times you need like a 70 or 80 percent win rate to, to really climb and maintain like a high legend rank. Um, but I would say that's that's more of only true. I mean, when you're playing against, if you've already like fallen back a bit, and the majority of players that you're up against are like the diamond, you know, five plus players. Um, as like you know, since I've been I don't know experimenting with rogue a little bit lately, playing like pogos and stuff, I've I've been tanking my rank and then. I, I start getting mashed up against less legend players and then more diamond five players and such. And then, so when I'm losing against them, it like makes sense that I'm falling back more than my wins get me. It's kind of, I guess, I don't know. I, I'm just sort of thinking that it works. I, I guess I try and like understand it in a similar way to the battlegrounds MMR of like, you know, is the, the wins versus the higher ranked players give you more versus because when I was um, when I had hit legend um, I was I was hanging out around like 200 300 for quite a while just playing odd shaman and I think my win rate wasn't anything too crazy just it around was, like it was two to one I remember that stream you were like 10 and four or something so <laughs> don't, 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 no no need to be humble keeping a, a I had I had good one good like or a couple good days with it. But I think overall my win rate was still only in legend about like 62%. And I had like maintained a rank around 300 or so, which was like pretty reasonable. But I definitely noticed that then I was playing against a lot more of like, you know, high like 100, 200 legend players as well. I lost right before the show. Um, I think I was ranked 950 or something thereabouts, and I played a rank 1000 legend player, and I lost. Uh, I lost. He was playing priest. I was playing quest mage, and I lost. Probably is why I deserve to be that low. Um, I lost 100 ranks for that game. Oh gosh! Wow. I won the next game against another legend player. <laughs> Get <comparable>. 20. <laughs> I got 40. That's what I've been seeing. I lose 100. I win 40. Uh, I crawled myself. I climbed back from like 1500. Um, I think it's just a question of time, but you know, again, I don't care that I need to have a super high win rate, but I really want to understand what I need to do to maintain. I, I want the eleven stars. I mean, let's let's be honest. I think everybody <laughs> wants everybody wants it. Um, and 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 understanding what it what is required, I think, would enhance. I don't know. Would enhance my enjoyment of the game because then I would know it's attainable what I would need to do to attain it or it's not attainable and I could just focus on doing other things like portrait grinding or or playing pogo rogue or whatever <laughs> you know floats my boat right I, I hit 
I was just gonna say hit hit legend and switched over to playing the last of us part two (laughs) (laughs) it's really good (laughs) but um, um yeah I was just gonna say real quick um about the oh so as far as like the 11 star stuff i i was definitely like trying to hold like a good rating for that at first but i kind of um i've kind of like resolved myself at this point to just not get 11 stars and and be okay with that and i guess like part of my reasoning for it is that that way like whatever deck i use to climb to legend the next month like it or or just that climb to legend the next month it actually has like some significance because if I'm just, you know, climbing, I guess if I have an 11 star bonus, whatever deck I played a legend doesn't matter. Like I could have had a 33% win rate or something and gotten there, if you will. Um, yeah, I want a 33% win rate <laughs> at legend on day two. But I, <laughs> I guess it's like, I guess for me, it's almost <laughs> like, I, I feel like it's, um, you know, you, you kind of have to play the whole month at, you know, pretty well, maybe not the whole month. You know, you could kind of grind out some wins at the end, but you have to be sort of on top of your MMR for the whole month to get that 11 stars to have, like, a couple days of easy climbing. And I would rather just, like, have, you know, the whole month of easy experimenting in Legend and just memeing around and not worrying about my MMR and take the 10 stars and then, you know, have, like, a week or so of, of grinding through Diamond 5 to Legend. Um, yeah. I guess how I'm looking at it. And I would say that's an enlightened attitude to have as I think the state of the meta is certainly hostile to consistent climbing. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not so subtly segueing into that topic, um, but I uh, just want to make sure that everyone got their rants out with respect uh, to the ladder system. Yeah, I think so. Although there's a couple... Um... I, I guess bef- before we go down to the rabbit trail too too much farther, um, I I do want to say um, talk about the harassment issue real quick, and I also want to give a super big shout out to um, the executive producer of our show, Shokunin. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. Um, he's been a, a supporter, kind of I call him the patron saint of of Wild. Um, who has helped helped us keep the show going? Sponsored a bunch of our giveaways and such. So just a, a big thank you, thank you for believing and and helping. It's uh, really means a lot. So I don't know if you're watching or not, but uh, we really appreciate you. Um, so yeah, and um, just to to jump into the I guess the the serious topic real quick before we have more fun. Um, over the past week, we've seen a lot of people, some some in the Hearthstone community and a lot just the, the gaming and streaming community in general come out, uh, particularly women, but a few men as well, um, kind of calling out toxic behavior, um, sexual harassment, sexual assault. And I think that there's just a big, scary, um, it's very eye-opening. And I kind of feel like... Um, you know, it's important to acknowledge. I don't feel like we're probably the right ones to talk about it, but it's very important to um, acknowledge and to listen and to learn. Um, you know, I guess my hot take on it is, you know, 
victims have, I think like Blue Train put it, victims have nothing to gain by telling their stories and everything to lose. So believe women, you know, there's no excuse for appalling behavior. Um, and, you know, I, it's interesting. We get, um, we, we get, I get stat emails about our show and kind of the audience of the show and like, no, no surprise, but like our audience is 99% men. Um, and in fact, it might be a hundred percent men at this point. Um, but, uh, I think, you know, what could we do as, as men to not be, you know, uh, toxic and have this, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk on this too much because I'm, I'm hardly the expert, but I saw a post earlier this week from Gia, Jaya, Gia, Gia D. Gia. Um, that had uh, some really good comments about what could, um, you know, there was re- requests from men, what, what, um, who want to help out, but don't know where to start. So she had a couple brief points and I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to read it. Um, but essentially she says, Hey, teach each other to be better. Think twice about your jokes. Never stop listening and learning. And I think if you see this behavior, call it out, you know, um, and it it just, it's not acceptable. That's, uh, that's my two cents and I'll get off my soapbox, but if you guys want to contribute, please feel free. I mean, I think you said it best. I mean, it's not really for us three white men to opine on the subject, but I, I, I think the one thing that's bothered me, obviously, outside of the stories that, that I've been reading is the reaction that, that people have, presumably guys that start, you know, almost litigating it. You know, this isn't this isn't a court. There isn't a burden of proof. There isn't, you know, while there are some consequences that are now happening, and I'm not going to really talk to that, you know, and people saying, well, you can't prove that this happened in a chat. You know, I mean, I think that devalues the the courage that the person has coming forward, telling their story, you know, and, and while that might be a reaction you have, especially if the person who is accused is someone that you respect i mean i think at a certain point you have to 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 understand that there isn't a burden of proof on coming forward as a victim and and i think that that gia sums it up better than i did by you know just listen take stock in it um and and try to be supportive to the people in your life as best you can yeah um i i really like those uh points that you you had seen nate um those those are some great ones great great place to start for sure um and yeah i mean you know definitely again like you're saying blue train you know three three white dudes like you know it's this this isn't what the conversation's about but i think it's definitely important for you know us as kind of the um the group sort of favored by society to it to recognize this conversation and to be discussing it and uh yeah be opening to listening and and hearing the other sides of what's going on and um yeah well and i think that you know we we have a platform here you know i'm not quite sure how big it is but i i feel like we would be doing a disservice by pretending this never happened and so um i don't want to do that Anyways, um, I, I guess I guess we can move on. Uh, we're now in week three of the Fellfire Festival, 
of music and vengeance. Um, the those 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 of us who have been wanting to get golden Kel Kelthras Sunstrider, or as Craig would would call him Carl, Carl Sunstrider <laughs> in gold is finally available. Um, and so uh, I, I don't know how much you guys have really played the adventure yet. I I usually love these, but um, I've been really hooked on playing the last of us right now <laughs> so i did i did the two i did the, the two first wings um my personal opinion i i it is very fun um i am not a big fan of the rhyming especially like illidan's like yelling rhyming uh it sounds like east coast hip-hop to me and i don't like that <laughs> very much <laughs> all right so I have I have a theory why this solo content is so bad. Now, I'm going to put a disclaimer in front of the saying, free content, beggars can't be choosy, free packs. Okay, we got that out of the way. I think that originally, this solo adventure was going to be packaged up the way the Descent of Dragons adventure was with cards. Now, as everyone probably knows, a new class was introduced to the game called Demon Hunter that has had three nerfs, or three waves of nerfs, um, and most of the cards of consequence that were introduced to this class changed somewhat. I think that the cards that were going to be released as part of this adventure were predominantly Demon Hunter, and they didn't want to break the game again. So they just took the cards out, released the solo content for free, um you know and 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 are doing their best to try and rework the cards before the next release and this is also why i believe they were so quiet about this in the lead up because probably they were hoping to fix the cards and kind of get it released but it didn't quite work out uh I, I also think that shaman which we already talked about which is a very hot topic and standard apparently as well uh, might have made them reconsider the release of the shaman cards lest they would revisit the infamous now um silence your own minion draw a card uh fiasco they had back in the day with priest uh, i don't remember the name of that card but if you all purify. remember that was, yeah purify <laughs> priest was in a bad spot and they released purify and i remember the community just erupted uh so it's just my hypothesis i could be way off the mark but nate you stream the adventure. I watched you do it. I was nodding off like it was bad. So I, I, I have not gotten golden Kalethos yet. I, I don't know if I ever will at this point. As much as I want them. To be I've fair, played. it was like it was like eleven p.m. or midnight or something. But but I'm sure that didn't help. Time time for details. <laughs> I I played a bit of the adventure. I just played the first wing. Um, and. And that part was nice enough. You know, I kind of liked the little story they were trying to tell, though. Yeah, I did think the rhyming was a little um, heavy handed. Uh, and then I started just this week playing a bit of the challenges. And I quite enjoyed those. Um, those, you you know, you bring your own deck to them, although you can't use wild decks, which like it makes you think that you can because it doesn't x wait, them out at first wait hang, hang on a second you cannot use wild decks <laughs> Yo, you you hadn't you, you hadn't heard no, that yet <laughs> no i i have i have just avoided the whole thing completely so that what what is up with that i mean i guess they wanted to make it a little like uh not like quite as ridiculous to be having to stand up to the combos of wild but 
I don't know. But the it challenges is. are PVE, right? Yeah. Oh, and the weirdest thing is that I'm pretty sure they like some of the decks use wild cards like of the opponents use wild cards in them. I'm not I'm not positive about that, but I feel like I saw a despicable dreadlord in one of them and I was like, hold up. <laughs> I you know what? I'm glad you guys brought it up. I wasn't going to, but I think um yeah, it, and the crazy thing is I think this is I could be wrong, but I think that this is the first uh, solo content where we have not been able to use wild cards and it seems um, I don't know. I, I was, I watched Ben, uh, Ben, uh, I think it's Ben Hearthstone or something like that on Twitter. Um, Ben has a pretty awesome Instagram channel and he posts uh, pretty good infographics and stuff all the time. But he was saying that he, he's a big time collector. He got his one K Illidan real early on, but he was saying that, um, he traditionally loves solo content. And was able to kind of um, breeze through it with the, uh, what do you call, um, the deck complete. You know, when you 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 start a deck and you let uh, Balanet <laughs> com- complete the deck for you. And he used the, you know, the Blizzard build, build it yourself uh, priest deck and, and kind of breeze <laughs> through it. So um, we'll see. I haven't, I haven't quite got there yet. I'll probably do it this weekend. Um, I mean, I think the flavor of it is really fun and I, I, I enjoy that. And you know what? I, I mean, I do have to say props to Hearthstone for giving us free stuff. I mean, you know what? I, I think that there's always going to be complaints about lots of things. Um, the world is kind of crappy right now. And, and uh, if nothing else, we got some free Hearthstone cards <laughs> and so free free solo content, free golden uh, Carl Sunstrider, some free packs and stuff. So I'm appreciative. I'll I'll say that much. And Kalefas is a uh, Carl. Kalefas is a pretty cool character in in the WoW universe. Uh, I play this game called Heroes of the Storm. It's still it's still a real game. So you can make fun of me later for that. Uh, I play quite a bit of Kalefas in, in that game, but I don't know if I'm going to get them in gold. We'll, we'll see. Do you know uh, any of the lore? I mean, I always, that's what I, I miss about having villains chosen around is that leave, uh, or that lore, lore master Eve would always talk about the, the lore of these characters. And I know virtually nothing about it. Aside from I don't know a lot about Kale Thas. I only dabbled in WoW in the last couple of years, so I think that uh, I'm not even going to bother. I, I think I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave. I'll we'll leave let that it go then. Google. All right. Yeah, he's he's a fire mage that uh, that is very arrogant. He was kind of featured in the second WoW expansion, I think. Um, but. Uh, Anyways, uh, I mean, look, I'm not upset about the content, although I'd be lying if if I'm disappointed. Uh, just because the last solo adventure after Gal- the Galakron's Awakening adventure, I believe it was called, the one after Descent of Dragons, was so awesome. And, you know, that's all. But I, I think that if it's if it if the cards that I really truly believe were going to be released with this this adventure got delayed because they didn't want to break the game further or create purify 2.0 then i think that it probably was the right decision and and we'll applaud it yeah and one i think it's important to remember we've um we've heard the devs say many times that they're you know they're always two expansions ahead of us and so like you said i'm sure that um they 
you know, there are plans for this. And I think even watching some of the interviews that this stuff tends to change quite frequently, could change last minute. I mean, that's kind of the beauty of a digital card game is they can push a hot fix in the game and change something like right away. Like there's no, um, there's no, you know, print run or, or anything, or once they, once they print a card, it's very easy to change as opposed to magic or something. If, if card gets banned, you know, it's, uh, like it's already printed. What can you do? So anyways, Hey, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this. This is my favorite comment that I saw all week. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dane. I hope you are, but, um, my God, I love this. (laughs) Made me laugh so hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, and we've been talking about this for a long time. Hey, wait, what happened to the wild open of 2020? And our buddy asked for it became the wild closed of 2020. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, God, I love it. I love it. I laughed so hard. <laughs> so, um, anyways, so moving right along. Uh, one of the things that uh, we we're going to talk about the state of the meta a little bit. And I wanted to share something that I had put together. Uh, over the past week, Blue Train sent me this screenshot of this. We're talking about post uh, Twin Slice n- nerf, if you will, or rework, as as Hat would say. Um, and if you just if you look at the popularity and win rate of Demon Hunter, like it's up again. And so, just in one week, I took a I took a look at the different um, decks that people had taken to Legend using Odd Demon Hunter, and so all of these decks have um, two copies of Twin Slice in it. It's just very strong, especially if you can pair it with a weapon. It's uh, you're looking at ten plus damage um, from hand, especially if you've got a uh, a weapon that can attack multiple times per turn. I mean, it's just pretty pretty nasty um you know that being said i still think it's not the premier aggro deck but uh well it's interesting in full disclosure the list that ghost dog ghosty took to rank one legend is corbett's i believe it was the same list card for cards so i mean you know uh obviously that's probably why he's not on there was a couple people that had used someone else's deck and and hit and that's why i think corbett I think, like like you said, Ghosty used Corbett's list, and um... so if you put the info graph back from HS Replay, I think it's interesting. the The thing about HS Replay and Wild is that they don't get a lot of data, but I think that there's an interesting story to be told on here. So let's put popularity aside for win rate. While I think maybe the top four are misordered somewhat or maybe it's not i i think that that's about in line with my experience popularity i find interesting i mean demon hunter's new and so you're probably going to see a lot of representation on it you know on the lower side of the ladder warlock really surprises me uh being more popular than priest and warrior but i i think that if you look at the um three meta snapshots out there um there's probably more but the three that i i follow most closely wild side vicious syndicate and tempo storm i think they got it about right i I think tempo storm actually has been really nailing them recently in line with my experience and i think that the meta frustratingly is is very rock paper scissors got pirate warrior reno priest quest mage 
Demon Hunter is probably a more consistent deck than Pirate Warrior, but the problem is is that Pirate Warrior just obliterates Quest Mage. And despite the fact that it's fallen off a little bit, it is still an incredibly busted deck that performs exceptionally well and is defining this meta. Cream Puff took... He fell way into the dumpster, I think, like, even lower than me, which, if you're watching Cream Puff, shaking my head here. He took it from, like, 1,500. He couldn't find a deck that worked. I just started rocking Quest Mage. 1,500 back up to, like, 200. <laughs> Jack Jack Harris didn't quite go as low, but he was in the four or 500s, took it back up to, to double digits. The deck still wins games. So the only deck that reliably counters it Pirate Warrior, Odd Demon Hunter, while it will probably be favored, it tends to go taller rather than wide. And so, you know, uh, a couple of freeze effects and, and you can steal games off of it, whereas a couple of freeze effects doesn't quite work as well against Pirate Warrior. And so if I was going to rock an aggro deck, I probably, for that reason alone, would, would kind of favor Pirate Warrior more than, than Odd Demon Hunter. But obviously, if, if people are hitting rank one with it, you know, on the 25th of the month, then maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But I really think that, that those are the top three decks. And I think that, and I should probably take my own advice, no matter what you play, you're going to queue into matchups that you're pretty much going to lose. And that's very frustrating, and you have to just power through it, whether you're playing Priest, Pirate Warrior, Quest Mage, or anything else. There's nothing that really has an even matchup spread that's really viable right now if you're looking to climb. So, you know, it's really about picking something that you enjoy playing, sticking with it, and just grinding it out. It's it's a real grind. Yeah, well, and I think that you can, I mean, you can hit Legend with, you know, a tier three deck if you pilot it correctly. I don't know. I mean, I love seeing, like, okay, so Gold Daniel, right? just hit he hit legend i think over the past week or so with maligos warlock uh which is pretty awesome last week we had taylor eve on the show she hit legend with reno dragon nazoth druid like what is that you know i love that i love that so that that, that makes my my soul happy to see people hitting with off like off meta decks and so your um Odd Shaman is very spicy. Like I'm, I'm excited for things like that. And, and I think, you know, I can, I can take pirate warrior and jam it to legend. <laughs> like yeah, it's really fun, but um, it's, it, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's fun to see, you know, something different. And uh, for me personally, like I, I don't really enjoy playing aggro all that much. I'm a big fan of combo decks and of like kind of, like mid mid range is really my favorite style. Kind of tempo, board centric decks uh, are really what it's, I enjoy. I was gonna say it's kind of interesting. Um, like you know how, how there's been so much talk about like the rock paper scissors um, meta, and you know between those top three decks of Reno, uh, Priest, uh, Quest Mage, and Pirate Warrior, I, I would say that that's certainly the case. But I think it's had like a sort of interesting effect like overall on the meta to sort of just make it like half and half in a way of just either you have to be really fast aggro or um a really 
good like combo control sort of thing. Um, or I mean, you can you can kind of take a third route of like um, combo disruption and like slow. Yeah, I guess like slow disruption control, which is probably what I would say the the Reno Mill Druid fits in with with Skulking Geist. Um, but it, yeah, I, I guess it basically just leaves no room for mid range in a way because you know you either with mid range you're either gonna get like you might be able to outlast some of the aggro decks, although that's like gonna be hit or miss. But then it's like, you know, it's going to be tough for a mid-range deck to put on the pressure to, um, you know, beat a quest mage before they go off or a, a Reno priest um, before they can really, like, combo you down as well or stabilize with all their healing and such. Though not impossible, but... True. True, true. <sighs> yeah, I, I dumpstered myself trying to play even Shaman as a pirate warrior counter and it it just didn't i i know some folks have been having success although to your comment a comment nate i mean there are a bunch of players that you know you you make them play with an autofill deck and they'll they'll succeed with it Duin's always sharing his ideas with me and i always remind him that you know like you you have success with it because you're doing um and 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 you know i could i could give you an autofill and you'd have a comparable win rate uh for those of us uh, i speak for myself who who aren't as talented uh, it is it is tricky to navigate and i think that it kind of goes back to what i was saying that i would be less concerned about winning games which really shouldn't be the goal i mean obviously just enjoying oneself should be the goal i think that i would i would probably be a little bit more open to experiment as i have traditionally if i knew what the criteria was for hitting those those rank benchmarks um interestingly enough though your deck 3e was one that i i i, I didn't care it inspired me to actually um to experiment with it a little bit and um maybe maybe as a as a segue we can talk a little bit about um about your deck um i i just as a just as a side note i i i saw i saw it when you when you posted it or neon posted it um i I don't know a couple weeks ago or whatever and i started playing it and i was talking with with uh with it uh, with blue train about it and I played a few games on it against the innkeeper just to kind of get like, what what is this? What am I playing? What am I looking for? And kind of got the hang of it a little bit. And then I switched over to ladder. And my first game was against some guy playing Reno Dragon Priest. And I won. I won on turn, turn five, turn six by doing two, um, I don't know, f- fireballs, whatever it's called. What's it called? Lava in? burst. Lava burst. I did lava two burst. two fire two lava bursts to face for lethal with a bunch of spell t- totems on board. Got a f- instant friend request and spammed with the most racially like racial slur, v- most vile comment I have ever seen in my entire life. And usually, like I get the the rage ads and they're just they're entertaining and I post them on Twitter and laugh at them. And this one was so just freaking vile. I. <laughs> I was like trying to get this person banned over it. It was uh, no it's one like, wants whoa. I, I saw your tweet about that. I didn't realize that was playing the odd shaman. That's, <laughs> that's your fault. <laughs> yes, I mean, that was. Uh, um, 
<laughs> so, so anyways, guy thought he that's, had a guy thought he had a free lunch and got dunked on, and yeah, that's how you know. Colors. That's how you know the deck is good. Um, <laughs> and it, what I mean, kind of the, I mean, one of the other things that I love about it is you do a double tig. I mean, I saw in the chat, Cole Daniels, like, wait, 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 did you say odd shaman? <laughs> like that is the wrong. It's supposed to be even shaman, right? It and so people don't know how to play against it or what they're looking at it, it's a it's a head scratcher uh, i mean it was kind of the same when people started playing that that big shaman last month mm-hmm. where like wait a minute it, it felt like big priest like the first five turns you do nothing um and then you win and it i but at first when i was seeing this deck you know people kind of scratched their head and what like, what is this what am i looking at um they don't know how to play there around been, it, and that's what I like about it. There have been a few successes, hand quotes, of Odd Shaman that's come out of, I guess, the Chinese or Asian servers. And I'd look at the lists, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, that looks cool. Um, but when I saw 3E's list, it clicked. I It was the first one that made sense to me as like, oh, there's something here. And and really, I think what it does, and, and, and I'd be really interested to get your take is it marries the aggro shaman game plan that typically would not be even or odd and would run things like spirit of the frog but because of the hero power gives it a little bit more board presence against aggro just something that aggro shaman as an archetype suffers through but against control decks that are, are a little bit more passive you can fill the board up with spell damage totems and just nuke them mm-hmm. and and that flexibility really is kind of the reason why one might consider this in my opinion over over aggro shaman and clearly you've had i i think real legitimate success with it i think that taking it to legend on a 10 star modifier and hanging in there for a good couple weeks uh in in the the high 200s that's that's not nothing and very impressive yeah, I mean, I, I certainly was uh, more more than pleased with, with my um, success with the deck. I spent, so I started, I mean, I guess I started trying to make Odd Shaman a thing as soon as Baku came out in the Witchwood. Um, <laughs> but I never, I never, I like never quite got it to work in Standard, or at least I never quite played enough with it in Standard to really refine the list. Um, and I put it down for a long time, would pick just, throw together a list every now and then um, to sort of, I don't know, see what I could do. But then last month in May, I I actually had decided to really give Odd Chum another shot because I kind of wanted to um, just make, make try making some YouTube videos. Um, and I thought that Odd Shaman would be a just great one for it because... I mean, it is such a kind of eye catcher. It's you know mm-hmm. the the wrong half of the <laughs> mana costs, if you will. Um, and but I, I felt like that it had received a lot of good tools lately, and so that it had a lot of promise. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just I really do find the upgraded shaman hero power really interesting, and I've always kind of been trying to find some way to show that there there really is potential there if you can leverage it in the right way. Um, so I, I, I think that 
there are a lot of really good and interesting choices in here. So I think maybe I would start with the ones that jump up. So full disclosure, 3, 3E has a stream that you should all check out. Um, and, you know, kind of new edits, so not a lot of folks in there. The first question is, why not Watcher? Why not the 5-6 for 3 mana? And and I think that's probably gotten to the point where you roll your eyes when asked that. But but why not the five six for three mana? I mean, it's five six for three mana. Stats. I know it's it's <laughs> really it's definitely been the question that's been asked the most to me, and it's a it was really hard um, passing up on that just great pile of stats um, for such a low cost. Um, and I did try it. I I mean, again when when I went through May, like I, I did a lot of iterations of this deck. Um, and I certainly gave Arcane Watcher a shot. The reason I didn't end up playing it is because I felt like it can just make your future turns a little bit too restricted almost. Um, which, I mean, yes, there's like overload cards in here that do that as well. But with Arcane Watcher, it I found it like just not quite the payoff that I needed. Like, I mean, sometimes, you know, just the big body on its own would just get uh, removed pretty easily by like one removal spell. And I guess also the other big reason that I didn't include it in the deck is because it doesn't like do anything the turn you play it. It's just not a great like top deck um, in a lot of cases. Like when you when you're like looking for lethal, if you will, mm -hmm. and while there's you know like plenty of the one drops like Tunnel Trog and Surging Tempest that don't do anything when you top deck them that turn, like you know they're literally the best thing to have at the first few turns of the game. So um, I would I would certainly warrant that. And yeah, I just felt like the the three drops that I had were were generally more impactful than the Arcane Watcher. Yeah, hey, I agree. Oh, sorry, Nate. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Let me sorry. Let me interrupt you guys for two seconds. Just I, I know uh, we're trying to focus kind of on the video shows, but for those folks who are listening on the podcast, I'm gonna read um, through the deck list real quick, and we'll we'll post the the code with the show notes so that you guys have it. But just to give a little bit of, um, I think a lot a lot of the the majority of our listeners like listen to the audio only version i highly recommend like watch the video there's there's graphics and stuff it's very it's very cool i say that because i made it <laughs> but, but anyways so here's the nice. here's the list two two copies of earth shock two lightning bolts two sludge slurpers two copies of storm's wrath two copies of surging tempest two copies of totemic smash two copies of tunnel trog which is one of my favorite cards uh two copies of uh voltaic burst two copies of flame flame tongue totem uh lady vosh the legendary two copies of lava burst two copies of manatide totem two copies of marsh spawn uh which i had never played before <laughs> um two copies of serpent shrine portal two copies of totemic reflection and of course baku the moon eater so Yes, there, there we go. Carry on, carry on. I'm, no, I'm, no, I appreciate the call out. It's, it's, it's easy to. Forget. It's easy to I, forget, I, right? And, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I think what I was gonna say is, when you look at the three drops, they're all more impactful. The three drop that would be suspect for for the watcher would be the flame tongue totem, but I think the reason why this deck 
is successful is because it goes really well. It's super aggressive. I mean, beyond Baku, they're all three drops and one drops. So you have a very cheap mana curve. The deck goes really wide, which means that it matches pretty well into Quest Mage, obviously, but also into Pirate Warrior. It's hard for them to deal with it. I mean, you, you, you drop Flame Tongue and you put a Totemic Reflection on it, and you have a few healing totems that you've smashed out with your hero power, that's that's a tricky board to deal with. So it really, you know, the, the Watcher almost is like the equivalent of going tall, but really that's anti-synergistic with this deck's game plan, which is to swarm the board, and if you don't win by gripping the board, just nuke them with all the burn cards. And so I think that, that this is why this really stood out to me, is because it's really it's really well thought out, and, and it really works. Marsh Spawn... You know, especially in a in a in a deck that's so aggressively statted, is effectively card draw. It very seldomly isn't. Mm-hmm. So with Marsh Spawn, Mana Tide, and the Totemic Reflection for a Shaman deck, you've got pretty good card draw in here as well for that refill. So I, I'm a huge fan. I've been trying to get aggressive Shaman decks to work for that weren't even for some time and and, and you've you, sir, have succeeded, and, and <laughs> this is a really, uh, a really fun list that that is also, you know, it wins enough to be to be viable and fun. Yeah, and and I think for those people who aren't familiar, um, and, and again, this is something that I'll post in the show notes. But Three E made a really good YouTube video that goes through this deck and explains it in in depth. Um, I have watched it prior to the show when I was trying to learn how to play this and it's, it's really well done. Um, I, I like the congrats on the editing, by the way, that is much, you put much more effort into it than, than uh, I do on editing this show. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of wonder if it was worth it. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, I was very happy with the outcome, but uh, I definitely, yeah, did a bit of a departure from the usual Hearthstone style of like, you know, a couple games with just talking over it. Um, so I, I don't know if all the time on that editing was, is worth, but you know, it looks fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I like thought it. it was a great video. I mean, it, it's, it's wonderful to hear. I, 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 would, I mean, I, I recognize how time consuming it is, but I think that, uh, I hope that this, this nets it more exposure because I think that if someone is looking to pick this up, that's going to be imminently more helpful than, than just watching you jam five games of it without you know, all that context, especially since this is so far outside of the norm in terms of what one would do with a shaman deck, which is probably no excuse, and I'm not excusing it, but it explains why that guy raged so hard. I mean, when you were streaming 3E and and we were, I don't want to say co-oping, I was just kind of sitting there in the Discord with you, every, like, almost everyone without a fail, the game would start and they would emote right away because they just can't. They can't believe that Baku came out and, and, and you know, then you see like the, the hero power get highlighted because they're like, what does it do? Every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. seeing that. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, I've definitely like I've gotten a good few friend requests for this deck. And thankfully, they've all been just like people being really positive. Like, hey, yeah, can I get the list? And I'm, I'm always really happy to see that. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes people just when they see something that they just did not expect at all, and and they, if, especially if they're like not really one to uh, think about making their own decks, and they think that anything that isn't top meta is trash, then uh, yeah, that can bring out a special kind of rage, which 
I, I'm a fan of <laughs> to, to at least be able to. Yeah. Hey, one thing that I wanted to ask you about, I mean, I, I, I feel like it was a good substitution, but I know in your original list, uh, you, it looks like you pulled out Lightning Storm and subbed in Lady Vosh. Mm. And I think yes. that was something that you and Blue Train had talked about over the past week or so or whenever that was. Yeah, so Blue Train actually was the one who suggested the uh, Lady Vosh swap. And I had I had tried Lady Vosh before along with a couple other legendaries of Electra Storm Surge and Zentimo actually was um, mm-hmm. in the version of my deck that I climbed to Legend with in May. Um, but... The so I did I did play the lightning storm in the deck up to legend, um, and I, I wanted that because I was yeah running into a good bit of pirate war and demon hunter just a reasonable amount of aggro and I wanted some kind of like board clear for it. Mm-hmm. But I, as I don't know when I got into legend, I started playing against more like priests and mages particularly, and I and yeah. But Lady Vosh works much better in the control matchups there. Like Lightning Storm, you know, it doesn't really... You're not really too concerned about clearing their boards. Um, So having a minion that can just be played out on curve is really nice. And that's why I did prefer Lady Vosh over like the other two legendaries is that she just had a lot better stats to just drop on uh, turn three. The spell damage doesn't hurt either. The spell damage is definitely really nice. Um, but then, yeah, that prime version of her, like, I, I honestly have probably only drawn her about, like, two or three times. Later, <laughs> even less. But it, it's it's just such a nice, like, kind of insurance policy or or potential top deck to have in the deck. Like, it just, it makes the potential to, like, win some of those games that, like, would otherwise be out of reach for you get there. And so having that, like, extra, I don't know, like 10% to, again, like win some other unwinnable games is really nice. And again, like, she's totally fine. It's just an on-curve minion with spell damage that's aggressively statted. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, this deck is really fun. I It's been a blast to play. And I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't really know much what else to say about it. I, I think... Uh, for those people who are listening, one of the new things that we started doing with this show was to, uh, once the show is over, we'll take a quick break, but on stream, um, we'll record for YouTube some co-op gameplay of this deck on ladder to kind of go through, um, the mulligans and, and, um, you, you know, ter- turn by turn play pre- playthroughs and discussion on why we did what we did. So hopefully that little bit will help, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is, um, really really fun and really spicy so i love it i guess we yeah please go ahead okay um i guess i was just gonna say you kind of mentioned about how like the curve topped out at three and um that was certainly like an interesting deck building decision that i made um but i guess like one thing that i've kind of found is that you can almost think that the curve it isn't quite as low as it looks in part because of all the overload um Mm, yeah, you know some yeah. of those like one mana cards they use two mana so it's like you're not going to dump your hand quite as fast as you might would with other decks that have you know have the same sort of um totally all in stuff and uh then yeah i guess that's that's the main point i was going to bring up there 
It's a good one. I mean, we were talking about that before, the class identity. I mean, you know, get value now, pay later means that you're not going to want to have dead turns. And by having a low curve, you're at least guaranteeing that you can still bolt that threat or buff the board or silence the minion with, with the one drops. We talked about this, but I feel that there's, you know, this deck is kind of on the fringe of potentially becoming, if not meta, then maybe solid tier three, tier two. If we look at the support that this deck archetype received just in the last expansion, it's pretty remarkable. Serpentine Portal, mm -hmm. Marsh Spawn, um, Totemic Reflection. I think Totemic those are the three cards. My favorite yeah. card. <laughs> I mean, Marsh Spawn is just its card advantage. It's it's solid stats. You know, the deck needs the reload because it dumps hand. Um, but yeah, I mean, Totemic Reflection on a Manatide or a Flame Tongue is just, that's, that wins games on the spot. Yeah. And, and I mean, if it gets more support in the form of odd-costed cards, I mean, this could become a real uh, a real viable archetype. And, and Blizzard has obviously been reluctant to make strong, even-statted cards, with the exception of Totemic Surge, uh, because, I mean, well... They printed Totemic Surge, and then even Shaman <laughs> went from an Overload build to a Totem build overnight. Right. That's true. That's true. So, you know, if they're going to really do this revamp of Shaman, which I hope they do, being that it's my favorite class, I think a lot of the cards could be odd-costed for that, for that reason. I mean, despite what people say, I genuinely think that they do... Maybe they don't keep Wild in the forefront of their mind, but you know, in the back of their mind, they do. I think that Twin Slice is a great example of where they kind of found a win-win, where they buffed it and wild and nerfed it in standard. I assume I, maybe it was a buff in standard, too. I don't play enough to know. but uh, Yeah. Well, and um, Pendragon in the chat had a really good point that this deck is really good for free-to-play players. Because, I mean, I mean, really, what do you need? You need Baku is... is you could make the deck work with only one legend. And if yeah, you want to add Lady Vosh, then great. But it sounds like, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's a couple viable substitutions. And, you know, the deck overall is, is cheap. You know, something yeah. that I hadn't I hadn't really considered. Um, I typically uh, kind of Hearthstone Whale. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never thought of that either. I, I think that that's it's a, it, it's a good point. I, I actually had seen that there was a uh, budget um, like tournament thing that some or I don't know if there was one going on or some that people were talking about. And I, it looked like the entry call or the entry like requirement for dust for a deck was they were thinking like around like 3200. And this deck with the lightning storm instead of Lady Vosh, uh, I think is 3260 in dust. So yeah, just like one swap, and I guess it officially be a budget. Deck. Hey, that's yeah. awesome! That's awesome. Yeah, one <laughs> I would thing definitely. Oh, go, go, on. go on. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, I was just gonna say I, I, one of the other things that I really like about this is I almost view Marsh Spawn as like a as like a mini Zephyrs because you get. <laughs> I mean, well, there's so many options, right? Do you need burn? Do you need card draw? Do you need um, you know, do you need a buff? There's the, the shaman spells are kind of all over the place and like every once in a while you're going to get a dud but there's a pretty good chance that you um i mean i don't know there were times that i definitely pulled lava burst off of it um and 
well, that's pretty nice. I mean, so if if you need it, um, I I I've enjoyed enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, definitely. I, Blue Train, you you had kind of mentioned before when when you, we were first like discussing the lightning storm swap for Lady Vosh. It's like you know you can just discover AOE off of Marshbon and and lackeys from Sludge Slurper. So it's like. You can kind of, yeah, get by without it. So, um, uh, yeah, the little mini Zephyrus <laughs> reference is... That's like funny, that. but... I mean, depending on what gets released in the future, I think what I'd like to see this deck get more of is um, more refill. Uh, and mm-hmm. if you can sub some of the overload cards out for non-overload, that that also would be nice as well. Although, looking at the one-drops, you, you know... you. Kind of hard to beat Lightning Bolt, Sludge Surper, Tunnel Trog. So maybe the deck doesn't change a whole lot. It'll be interesting to see how this evolves. I really do believe that this is a um, fun off-meta archetype that that really uh, has a lot of uh, a lot of potential and obviously has seen some some success. So if you are interested in trying out uh, an off-meta Shaman deck. Sorry, guys. Big Shaman doesn't count. <laughs> it's definitely meta now. Um, I would definitely uh, recommend giving this a shot, uh, especially if you're uh, an aggro Shaman fanatic. This definitely has that same kind of vibe. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, very cool. Um, I guess uh, it is about that time to start wrapping up a little bit. One of the things that we've been doing on the show is giving a shout out to folks who have hit wild legend for the first time. And, um, I hadn't seen much this week until, uh, it was either yesterday or today. Um, I saw a couple. So if, if you're listening and, and this happens to you, please uh, shout us out or whatever so that, so that we can congratulate you. But, um, so, uh, big shout out to Watts number one who, um, hit first time legend with, um, looks like odd demon hunter. So very, very cool. Congratulations. Uh, but these next two, you, you guys are going to laugh. I almost, I almost interjected earlier blue train because they took, um, Duin's, uh, Reno, um, spite or no, I'm sorry, spiteful hunter. Uh, yeah. to, <laughs> so here, congrats to Nikki, um, it looks like at Faye Sound on Twitter. Just hit Legend and Wild for the first time with Duin, Spiteful Hunter. Feels really solid. Um, and uh, Spiteful and Archivist in uh, Hunter is always super fun. So so here's one, okay? But not just one. Here is number two with the same deck list. <laughs> so um, John Sukolos, uh, congratulations. Uh, he says... Thanks so much for the list. He's talking to Duin. Thanks so much for the list. I just hit Wild Legend for the first time using this uh, revised list. I was doing well before the changes, but adding in Rexar and Zixor helped a lot. Um, <laughs> ironically, my final boss was Pirate Warrior, and I had Coda with Lifesteal to seal the game. So oh, just goes to show you, okay, that you can hit Legend with anything, including Spiteful Hunter. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. So That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's fun. Um, oh, and one other thing, and we saved it for the end of the show, of course, so that so that uh, all all you people who are have entered into our contest had to listen to us talk for an hour and a half before we did the giveaway. Uh, so we are giving away um, 
two copies of the um, this new Demon Hunter bundle. So we were going to give away one, and thankfully our, our good friend uh, Shokunin sponsored a giveaway of a second. So I'm going to uh, plop this on the screen. And here are all the people that entered. Uh, so, so I've got them all loaded up into this list here. Um, and these are folks who reached out to us per our instructions on last week's show and uh, put them into the randomizer picker wheel. And so doing, doing this live on the show gets me out of any, any sort of uh, favoritism claims so here we go um and that happened in the past uh no but (laughs) but no but what happens is no but but for real the wild community is a smaller community especially this show and the friends of our show and so what happens is um the pool sometimes of of entry are there's a bunch of friends of ours essentially uh but that being said like i would rather give away a bundle of stuff to someone who actually listens to our show than some random person from the internet who retweeted our tweet. Um, and so maybe that's a little bit selfish, but it is what it is. Uh, anyways, without further ado, um, I am going to spin the wheel. I'm 99% sure that this thing makes sound and you guys probably won't hear it, but, uh, it'll be on the recording for sure. So here we go. Some high-end special effects. All right, Paul Melkid uh, Melkild uh, is the first winner. So very cool. Congratulations, that's awesome. Uh, I will reach out to you on Twitter and uh, get you hooked up with your thing. And let's do uh, one more, our second one, and that should have taken him off the list. I will uncheck him here. Okay. So he is now removed. You cannot win twice. Uh, but here we go. One, one more. One more. I love this wheel. This is so awesome. It's beautiful, right? <laughs> All right. There we go. All right. Winner number two is Volkai. So congratulations, you guys. Um, and, and if for whatever reason we're not able to uh, touch base with these folks, then... Um, <laughs> then I'll figure out a, a different way of doing things. But uh, anyways, congratulations. Um, happy to be able to do this. And thanks again to Shokunin for sponsoring one of the giveaways. We really appreciate that. So cool. I'll make, make this stuff go away. Um, it feels like the price is right. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better than just the basic uh, random picks. From the random number generator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Like there's it. there's some uh, there's a little bit of um, oh, what's the word? Anticipation. It's got got a little more panache than just a number, right? Hey, and, and it makes cute noises. Well, All right. I'm gonna have to watch the vod for that. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. Chat, chat loves the wheel. So, um, oh, the wheel needs to be a new weekly segment. We could do that. Hmm. All right. Well, let's um, uh, let's let's uh, I guess sign off of the main show, and then for those people who want to stick around, we're gonna do some co-op games of this Odd Shaman deck. So, um, Blue Train, where can people? Well, I guess. I'm not used to doing this. Usually Craig does this part. I guess I will go first and then leave it to you guys and, and then talk about, uh, well, 
let me start over. My name is Nate Wolf. I I am uh, happy to be hosting the show. I'm sad to have Craig gone, but um, I I love doing the show and I love the wild community and it's it's good to be here. So if you are interested in following me, I'm primarily active on Twitter. My uh, you can follow me at Nate Wolf TCG. It's N A T E W O L F E T C G. More importantly, you can find the show. Um, I've been in the process of building a website for a long time. And, and one of these days I'll finally finish it. Uh, I'm, I'm motivated because I'm paying for it each month, but, um, haven't, haven't, uh, released it yet, but very soon, very soon TM. Uh, but anyways, you can, in the meantime, you can follow the show at born to be wild HS on Twitter, all of our content, including the show, um, co-op gameplay, our, uh, parody songs and everything else can be found on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash born to be wild podcast. If you go to our Twitter, all of our other places are there as our pin tweet. So if you're so inclined to donate to the show, uh, that's patreon.com slash born to be wild HS. Uh, you can email the show at born to be wild HS at gmail.com. And, uh, there is a discord channel that we have, and it's a lot of fun there. Um, and you're welcome to join. And the link is in the, uh, pin tweet as well. Uh, it will all be on the website soon. And then I won't have to say all this each week. Anyways, blue train, I'll pass it over to you. Where can people find you? Twitter's probably the best place. Uh, same at blue train. Uh, I'm semi-active there. Uh, so feel free to, to message me or, or at me if you want to get in touch. Mm. And thank you so much for having me uh, be your first guest host. I know it's under bittersweet circumstances, but uh, I really appreciate uh, having uh, the opportunity to spend some time with you guys. So thanks a lot. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I'm happy happy to have you. And 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 agreed. You know, uh, it's it's a little sad not having Craig here, but the show must go on. And it's a lot of a lot of fun having you. And we'll definitely have to do it again sometime. Uh, for the folks wondering, I'm not quite sure what the what the ultimate uh, format of the show will be in terms of guest hosts. Uh, I will say that um, <clears throat> uh, next week um, I am taking the week off. My parents are going to be visiting, and my kid brother are going to be visiting from out of state. And there's the holiday, and so it's easier to. Um, to, to take a day off than it is to try to record on, on a holiday and try to push, push everything around and record midweek. So we're going to have one week off. And then we'll, when we come back, uh, the next episode, uh, we will have guest host Hydralisk, uh, was another Canadian Canadian coincidentally. Um, and, uh, our Did special guest, Canadian. Uh Oh, hopefully Craig's not in chat. <laughs> Uh, yes, I will have another token Canadian on the show and, uh, our special guest will be Mike Lowe next episode. So I'm very excited for that. Good, good friends. Um, anyways, uh, three E, where can people find you? So, yeah, I, um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, three E underscore Anura, and you can find me on Twitch under the same username. Also on uh, YouTube, if you're trying to like reach out. Probably Twitter is is the best way. I'll I'll check it. Um, maybe not like terribly regularly, but at least like uh, you know, every other day or so. I try and stream about every other day as well, mostly Hearthstone. Um, but you know, I like to stream other games as well when I'm feeling them. Um, other usually like strategy games, Magic, uh, 
and some RPGs like Dark Souls and Monster Hunter. Um, but yeah, it was it was wonderful coming on. Uh, really, really happy to um, get just more involved in the community. It's something I've been kind of trying to do a little bit more now. Um, and it's it's really been a wonderful dive. Um, I've, it's been yeah, really really great to be here and to hang out with y'all. And um, yeah, very cool. Thanks, thanks again. Oh, absolutely. And and as uh, you know, trying to keep with tradition, um, a couple of things that we have always done on the show. We will do our best to continue. Um, I can't promise that I will make songs as good as Craig, but I will rope him in whenever I can and, and, and we'll do what we can. So uh, a big shout out to wildcard for making the song at the end of this week's show. I, I got to, I had the privilege of helping to edit it, but uh, he wrote it and, and performed it. And so that's fun. And uh, one other, one other, other tradition that uh, couldn't quite get rid of. And now, Unrelated advice with Nate Wolf. Blue Train, I, I have to ask you uh, some advice here. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, completely unrelated advice. My parents and my kid brother are coming to town from out of state to visit me later on this this coming week. And due to this COVID pandemic, we can't go out and do stuff. So I'm going to be stuck with in my house with them for a week. What would you do to keep them occupied? Well, <laughs> I think that one for the children, make a game out of hand washing because that's really important. Just <laughs> put it out there. Try to gamify it. I'm serious. And uh, group activity for everyone. I like I like board games. I think that's a good way to bring everyone together. Um, it, it tends to you got to be careful what board game. Some board games bring out the evil. Don't <laughs> let them play Settlers of Catan. Um, <laughs> I've seen relationships end over Settlers. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I think a board game's a, a fun thing. But just because you're all sharing the pieces and stuff. You know, hand washing is always important, so try to make a game of that too. Very good. What about you, three? What should I do to keep them busy? Ooh, um, I, I was gonna say, you know, try and teach them Hearthstone, but <laughs> <laughs> oh. that that can be a lost cause. So, um, oh. I don't know. I, I think the hand washing game advice is like top tier. Uh, the only thing <laughs> they can really beat that. So, um. I don't know. Just have uh, some. I always, I always like to try and do like little art sessions and stuff when I'm stuck inside and, and trying to connect with people. I don't know if you're into that, but hey, just break out some crayons or whatnot and start doodling. There you go. Wiser words were never spoken, and you heard that on Born to Be Wild. Yo, wild listeners, let's kick it. Twin slice, baby. Twin slice, baby. All right, stop. 
collaborate and listen. DH is back with a new iteration. Standard nerfs held wild slightly. Devs forgot our DH mightly. Thought it was a nerf. Wild, it was a buff. For our Deem Hummer, is it enough? Used to cost zero, now one mana. Just right for aggro, it hits like a hammer. Thicker than your decks. Beam Pirate Warrior is better than sex. Flame Waker is the enemy. Kill it with two mana, it's just insanity. Love it, believe it. Better give way if you want to hit legend and just did play. If there's a problem, I'll solve it. My boards are strong if you devolve it. Twin Slice Baby. Twin Slice Baby. Twin Slice Baby. Twin Slice Baby. This is card in your deck is franken With 10 slices your opponents are shaken Quick to the face of the face don't stop it Look at the hell while it's dropping Baku doubles the power of your hero Twin slice brings their health to zero Three mana for six is solid Fireball time go holla Rana she's a new hero 1k illidan's just a zero Pass by rank by waving just to say hi No I just went by Kept on pursuing right to the top Bottle boss now they're on the clock The boss was dead Yo, so I did you too. Legendary! This sick is hot with battle themes. Stop that ship's cannon with my eye beams. Cause I get in mine. Drop a Sator 4 and Lever R9. Put the chumps that play control. Winning is your magic. Two and magic. Eight ball. Demons come out from hell. One by nine. All were spells. Rising. All around real fast. Drop a metamorphosis. Slam with the gas. Sator Overseer's got my board all packed. Twin Slice good. Got your porch smacked. You know what I mean? Demon Hunter's good now, it's just obscene. If there was a problem, it'll solve it. My board's strong if you devolve it. Twin Slice Baby. Twin Slice Baby. Twin Slice Baby. Twin Slice Baby.